Hey guys, Mons here. Welcome back to another episode of The Spin Room, the home of everything indie here on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. We got a review of the new American football album, but first let's listen to a little bit of Cap and Jazz song, Oh Messy Life. Now, fun fact of the day that's going to make you feel like you haven't really accomplished anything of note artistically. When Cap'n Jazz released Burritos, Inspiration Point, Fork Balloon Sports, Cards in the Spokes, Automatic Biographies, Kites, Kung Fu, Trophies, Banana Peels We've Slipped On, and Eggshells We've Tippy-Toed Over, they were in their teens. And of course, Mike Kinsella is in American Football as well, the band which we are going to be talking about today in American Football, of course is one of the most important Midwest emo bands, if not one of the most important indie rock bands, despite their short, short existence in the 90s. Now, they released a new album called American Football. All their albums are self-titled. And this is their third record released through Polyvinyl and Big Scary Monsters. And we're going to be talking about that later. But first, let's get into the news. And the news constitutes what records I'm excited for and what records are actually coming up in 2019 this spring since we are now in the spring season. So here are some records you should definitely be on the lookout for if they're not already out by the time you listen to this. First and foremost, Lamb Chop. This is what I wanted to tell you. is out March 22nd, so it was out, I mean, the Friday of recording this. And Lamb Chop is, of course, Kurt Wagner's really messed up in indie country band. This band is fantastic. I've been following them for a while. They released Nixon back in the early 2000s, which spun off one of my favorite singles of all time, and that's Up With People, which is just this beautiful, flowing country track that makes nihilism sound beautiful. Fennis Agora, and of course Fennis is the glitch artist that released a lot of fantastic electric albums back in the early 2000s as well. That's out on March 29th via Torch. Also coming out, we have the new Priest album, The Seduction of Kansas. That's out April 5th on Sister Polygon. Of course, they released a good album back in 2017 called Nothing Feels Natural. Didn't quite make my top 50, but almost did. Way's Blood, Titanic Rising is coming out April 5th via Sub Pop, and Way's Blood released one of my favorite records back in 2016, and Sub Pop is a great label to check out. We also have Kevin Morby releasing Oh My God on April 26th on Dead Oceans. Big Thief releasing UFOF May 3rd on 4AD. Big Thief is a fantastic folk rock band that you should definitely check out. And it's definitely worth getting excited for. Vampire Weekend is releasing Father of the Bride May 3rd. Of course, Vampire Weekend last released an album over half a decade ago with Modern Vampires of the City. 
If a frat sounded like a band, it would be Vampire Weekend, and that's my honest opinion on the matter. Not a huge fan of Vampire Weekend, but a lot of people are. Mac DeMarco apparently announced an album called Here Comes the Cowboy. That's out May 10th via Mac's own record label. And I'm pretty excited for that because I'm a Mac DeMarco fan, but I don't have my hopes set high. Mac DeMarco said that this is my cowboy album. Where I grew up, there are so many people that sincerely wear cowboy hats and do cowboy activities. So this is going to be exciting to check out. The National, which is a very big band in Hillsdale campus. Lots of people listen to The National here. They're releasing I Am Easy to Find, which is definitely a national title if I've ever heard one. May 17th on 4AD. So 4AD has having a whirlwind year this year. And we also have Hatchie releasing Keepsake on June 21st via Double Double Whammy. And Carly Rae Jepsen is releasing an album which has not since been titled. And that's coming out over summer sometime. Childish Gambino, Lana Del Rey are also releasing albums. And Sleater Kinney is as well on Sub Pop. So that's what I'm excited for, for this spring. But an album I was excited for that sort of rung in the spring was this new American football record. And... The reason why I was excited was these singles for the album were just fantastic. Um, LP3 singles were solid on point. They had a distinct and defining idea behind them. And you could hear that the entire way through the song. It wasn't like they were just putting themselves on autopilot and getting back together because, hey, there's money in the fact that indie rock revival is currently ongoing, especially for a lot of bands from the 90s like Ride and Slow Dive. But... American football, I think, holds a bit of a more sentimental place for some people. And we're going to play for you what they sounded like back in the 90s with Never Meant. I think you guys need to listen to that song to fully understand the full effect of American football. Because this album is a change in direction. It's much more dream pop influence. It's much more moody. In the sense that emo can have a change in moodiness because it is a very moody genre. And it also has a lot more features on it, which is a quintessentially, I think, 2010s thing and all the features are women and women that I have immense respect for vocally which is just a fantastic decision on their end I think and I was quite excited for that reason especially with the fact that the lead single Uncomfortably Numb featured Haley Williams of Paramore which is an insane insane collaboration considering Paramore is such a massive band and Paramore themselves, I think, were definitely influenced by American football, at least early on before going pop. But anyways, here is Never Meant off American football's first album. And of course, you're listening to The Spin Room, the home of everything indie, here on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.
Now, this song is actually, I think, one of the most important emo songs ever released in general because it's just so memorable. That guitar line is just so dang memorable, and it's such a fantastic song. But on LP3, that direction is channeled in a different way. Yes, it's still moody. Yes, it's still obviously Midwest emo. Yes, it's still American football. Mike Consilia's voice really never changes. But it is much different, and it's much more rooted in, I think, this decade, and it's much more rooted in a lot of different influences than what was going on in the 90s. And for some people, I think that's a massive turnoff. I know that a lot of diehard American football fans probably won't like this album. Um, but people like me who like to see good change in bands and like to see bands execute that change in a well-fashioned manner, this album, LP3, does a decent enough job of it. And that's first seen on Silhouettes, the first song on this record, which is a fantastic song. We're not going to play it on this broadcast because it's 7 minutes and 22 seconds long, and it really takes a long time to get going. It has bells in the start that really remind me, actually, and quite weirdly, of Sufjan Stevens via his Michigan era, which is one of my favorite albums of all time, by the way. So that's a really great start and high praise for this album. And then it just blows up into this driving rock song. But it really sets the mood for this album in totality, at least for the first half of the album and then the second half to an extent as well. It's moody, it's atmospheric, it really prides itself on developing that atmosphere over some unchanging vibes that just continue through every song and pulse through every song. And the next song on the album, Every Wave to Ever Rise, featuring Elizabeth Powell, does that in a more refined sense at 5 minutes and 54 seconds. So let's listen to that a little bit. You could probably hear right there the feature featuring Elizabeth Powell, or rather just the feature of Elizabeth Powell in general, and that's a theme that at least exists for a little bit of this album, and that's women doing backup vocals, and I think it adds a really fantastic layer of texture and just difference to American football that we've never seen before, and this next song absolutely proves that American football made the right decision when choosing these features, and that is uncomfortably numb featuring Haley Williams of Paramore. Yes, of Paramore fame. I know I mentioned that earlier, and I have no clue how they managed to get Haley Williams on this track, considering she's such a big name in American football. Yeah, they're big, but they're not like Haley Williams and Paramore big. 
So here is Uncomfortably Numb featuring Haley Williams. This is my song of the year currently, and this might be in my top 50 of the decade, period. It is that good. Here it is. Training off of vocals is perhaps one of my favorite things on this entire album. Just how Mike Concilia and Haley Williams developed that over the course of the song and really some powerful lyrics in it, too. Um, I'll make new friends in the hospital, for example. One of my favorite lines of this decade, I think, period, is found at the end of the song. But it's just that vocal prowess there of both singers, which is absolutely fantastic and definitely worth listening to the song in full. I also really love that guitar line. It's just that riff that keeps repeating itself but changes over time. And also that piano that can be found in there. It's just beautiful. And later on in the song, they add horns, which is something that American football is somewhat known for and I think their least appreciated aspect. People need to appreciate American football more for their willingness to just add instrumental dynamics to their music, especially on LP1. The second song on that record just shows it to full effect, and here on LP3, it's done as well. And it's done in even a more direct fashion, I believe. So Uncomfortably Numb, fantastic song, fantastic lyrics, fantastic trade-off of vocals, and it continues from this album. Hair Apparent is the next song, and that's also pretty good, so we're going to play that for you right now.
And again, you just hear that beautiful way that Mike Consilli is presenting his vocals here, which I just think is reminiscent of Death Cab for Cutie. And I should have mentioned that earlier with Uncomfortably Numb, is it sounds like Death Cab for Cutie. At least when Death Cab for Cutie released Transatlanticism, it very much sounds like that. And that's not a detriment to American football at all. The vocals are just beautiful on this record. And Hair Apparent continues that forward. Hair Apparent also has that beautiful instrumentation, again, with the piano, with the strings and the woodwinds and whatnot. It sounds fantastic. Next is Doom in Full Bloom, which is another fantastic song, but it is here that the record starts taking a different course. And that atmosphere developed by the lush instrumentation, or rather lush for American football, in the beginning starts to dissipate and starts to spread out, and the songs start to just lose a lot of the power that I think they had earlier. So here is Doom in Full Bloom by American Football. again trading off vocals there which is just fantastic and of a fact but my issue with the song stems from the fact that they're doing so much with this i guess backing track and the backing track is just so beautiful and pristine that unfortunately it doesn't lend itself to the song itself nothing really develops here it's just an atmospheric piece which is fine but it doesn't go quote-unquote off like uncomfortably numb hair apparent or every wave to ever rise this next song, I Can't Feel You, featuring Rachel Goswell of one of my favorite bands of all time, Slow Dive, continues that trend a little bit, and it's sort of forgettable, unfortunately. Rachel's backing vocals are, as usual, fantastic. If there's a Goswell project or a um, basically anything connected with Mojave 3 or Slow Dive, it's an 8 out of 10, essentially automatically for me, just because of how fantastic Neil and Rachel are in that band, and... Rachel's just fantastic in any feature that she does or really any music that she does. Then Mind to Miss continues the sort of way the album is going before and the album starts to fall into sort of a repetitious atmospheric, I guess, rut. But it's not really a bad rut. It's a nice rut to be in and it's very comfortable. But it really doesn't challenge the listener in any way and it really doesn't push the album in any new ground. And then the album ends out on the song Life Support, which is, I think, a fine way to end the album. It's not really memorable, but it really serves to envelop the whole atmosphere that was developed as the album progressed. So here are my final thoughts and scores on this record. First and foremost, this is a fantastic record that you should not pass up, especially if you've been putting it off because the last American football album, after they reunited, just wasn't there in terms of quality. This album is there in terms of quality. In fact, I think it might be on par with 
their first record, especially if you're not very much in the Midwest emo but can appreciate the sound. Now, if you're a Midwest emo super fan, this album is going to be a bit deviant for you because it's going to be a lot more layered, a lot more lush than what you typically expect with Midwest emo, especially this decade. And I think this album is leagues above Midwest emo from this decade. It's doing a lot of interesting things, and it's doing them well. The features are fantastic. The songs are memorable, especially in the first half, but sort of fall off near the end, which is why I'm going to give this record an 8.1. Anyways... Thanks for listening, guys. This has been another episode of The Spin Room here on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM with me, Monty. As always, you can check us out on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Hillsdale. Thanks for listening. This is Life Support by American Football. <laughs>